What's going on, y'all? You are listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast. Four musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time. I'm Jacob. It's Juicy Collins, baby. Let's go. I'm Silk Sonic the Hedgehog. It's your boy, Anderson Whack. <laughs> Yo. Thanks for tuning in, as always. I need to come up with a punny nickname every time I introduce the show. I can't yes. be Jake. Get with the program. Yes. I know. Well, fuck you guys for <laughs> running off without. Let the pun flow through you. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Um. Today we are diving into the new Silk Sonic debut record, "An Evening with Silk Sonic." Andre, talk to him. Seeing Anderson Pack as an opener for Bruno Mars makes sense. In 2017, Pack opened for Bruno Mars for his 24 Karat Magic Tour, and their sounds, both taking their cues from hip hop, funk, and soul, definitely make a cohesive listening experience. During their time together, they would jam and they put some demos together, promising that they would work together on a full length project. Once the pandemic hit, both Mars and Pack hit the studio, and together they honed in on a sound reminiscent of the great soul sounds of the 70s. An Evening with Silk Sonic is a combination of Mars's pop sensibilities and Pack at his most whimsical. The production is clean and polished like most of Mars's popular output and has the goofy tongue-in-cheek punchlines that Pack is known for. Over the course of a short but sweet nine tracks, An Evening with Silk Sonic does exactly what it plans out to do. Um... I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I think there's a lot to like about this album and I think like overall it is a good album, you know? But um is there anything that we don't really like about it? I have a feeling like we're gonna spend some time and be like, Yeah, it's good, sounds great, blah 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 blah. Is there anything that we don't really it's like just, about that? You know what it is? I think it's it's good, but it's not brilliant. Like, it's good, but there's nothing, there's no highlight about it. Yeah. And simultaneously, there's also no dud about it. Yeah. So it ends up just being like, this is good, but I think we could, we should have, or I at least feel like we could have expected more out of them two coming together. Because it really just feels like a bunch of Bruno's Mars tracks featuring Anderson Pack. It doesn't feel like an equal parts collaboration. Yeah. That's interesting you say that. I agree. they're both capable of doing more and they're both capable of of um you know like they they play off each other really well it's fun and charismatic and it's obvious that they wear their love for funk and soul on their sleeves so and this is indicative and representative in their solo work even their latest work but so like this coming together is very on the nose and it's cool and that's what it is like it's nostalgia done well and i appreciate it for that but it's very derivative and the the thing for me is that while it's like a new flair on an old sound if i'm going to go for that sound I'm going to listen to where it came from. Like, I'm going to listen to Isaac Hayes. I'm going to listen to Bootsy Collins. We're going to listen to Isley Brothers, you know, um, all the 
champions of that area of that era but yeah so this record serves the purpose that it intends to serve and it's cool because of it like like you said Jerry there's a long list of of highlights um but at the same time there are no real highlights it's just one big glamorous show hmm. yeah yeah, I I think I I think I kind of agree with you guys too. I I think personally one of the low points is make maybe because it's a, a short album. I feel like I heard most of it already. Kind of like the whole like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy thing. Like a good amount of Good Fridays was on the final project, so it's like yes, this is one of the best Kanye albums. But I heard most of this album already, so it's not really like special like the other ones. I feel like you know there's nine tracks on the album. We heard three or four before the album came out. Three um one of them being the intro but like you kind of already got like the full like gist of it and then now that you're in it you know like all the newer songs are on the later half of the album so it's just like you know i don't know i i, I felt a little weird i mean i did enjoy everything that i heard i think you know they pretty much said it's like we are coming together to make a funk and soul album that is modern but also sounds like it was made 30 40 years ago and that's what they did and you know and i was talking to dre about this a little bit earlier i'm like these are two great artists coming together and making great music you know what i mean like it wasn't going to be mid per se but i definitely see the criticism about like you wanted like a little bit more maybe something with a little bit more substance substance or a little bit more oomph than what we got but i still think it's a very solid effort and then maybe if they come together and make like a silk sonic 2 you know what i mean maybe they'll they'll explore a little bit more probably get into their seven minute song bag like the isley brothers you know what i mean but outside of that you know we'll see jelani that's actually a really good point because as good as this album is it doesn't take any risks or have any sort of like charm or identity of its own i think right? it's too polished for the for the time that it's trying to replicate right. because the cool thing about 70s funk and r&b in that like era it was it was a lot of jam sessions. It was it was like I said, the seven minute, eight minute songs. It was ballad. It's, it was just like they were just experimenting and go full on with it. You know what I mean? And with this, we're getting the standard modern thirty minute album, uh, three to four minute tracks, yeah, and that's were, what we're getting. There was and it's like motion. it's not really shine away from what they know you know what i mean I think, maybe because they're both mainstream artists so they're trying to make a mainstream funk album because they're not trying to like alienate their already huge fan base especially like bruno mars who's like definitely a, like a funk and soul artist but he's more of a pop artist than anything you mm -hmm. know probably doesn't want to alienate that core fan base and dip too far but you know i would love to see them take more risks like you guys said if they do like a second uh iteration of this I think that the, the, the instances where they, they sound the most like themselves or have the opportunity to like sound something other than what they replicate or plan to replicate mm -hmm. is in their ballads. All of the up-tempo stuff kind of sounds like stuff that Bruno Mars would put out by himself, kind of what you mentioned, Facts. Like it's all kind of just featuring pack. Like I think Fly Is Me and 777 all sound like they could have came off of like 24 Karat Magic. And the songs that really like, at least I feel, take both of them in a in a interesting angle or like interesting in the sense of like, oh, like 
they're trying this on and they're doing this is kind of like the ballads of the slow jams. Like after last night and blast off, um, or even put on a smile. Put on a smile is definitely f- my favorite song. I ran that back like three times before yeah, we recorded this. Even even despite the fact that it's one of the singles, I think it it I think sonically sonically. Yes. Um yeah, it's just it's just a little bit more interesting. And I think hearing both Anderson and Bruno on a ballad, I think, is the difference there because I think they both bring their sensibilities. And I think the ruggedness of Anderson voice, Anderson's voice, in combination with the polish of Bruno's, does something. Whereas when they're both kind of strutting their shit, it it comes off as kind of a commercial thing. In reading some of the the the, the reviews for this album, the most the most demonstrative review that I read um, almost uh, compared this album to Halloween where you would go on and put on a concert. Yeah, yo, oh, I was like, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. But, like, okay. but, but ultimately Relax, they made, they guy. made, a, yeah, uh, agreed. But they made a good point in that by them, you know, trying to replicate what they were going out to replicate, they didn't make anything of their own. So uh, yeah, I think, what would be cool in the future for them if they do make another album is a of course try to find a sound that like is theirs but even like proposing an idea out for them (laughs) i'm joking um it would be cool to like for them if they're going to carry on this lineage of like finding sounds and kind of paying homage to them like it'd be cool if they like sampled themselves in these records to make other records and so like calling on to like the hip hop era getting into like their the late 80s and the early 90s even the 2000s and just kind of like plucking their soul samples um and making some other stuff and then like in a crazier angle you can get knowledge to flip the whole album circa like <laughs> yes lord and that would be pretty cool too now you're just getting like several metal layers <laughs> to yeah yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny too is that like they like did everything they could or at least like they did some some elements or like went out and did some things to really make this sound as close to what uh the original source material was. Like it seems apparently they talked about how they like went out of their way to find like the right drum kit to the point where they're like finding like the cymbals to make sure that like whatever they're hitting sounds like whatever they were hitting back in the day. So like they did mm-hmm. their homework. So but yeah, it just yeah, feels like the, too meticulously caught up in the details as opposed to the final yeah. product where you're like, yeah. okay, you did all that work. Now it sounds just like it. And yeah. you're kind of left wondering. Yeah. And I think because they don't do it any better than the source material. So it ends up falling flat where they could have just took half of that effort and then put it into saying, you know what, let's try to make something a little new. So you get instead more of an homage as and, you know, bringing it forward, because there's some moments where you're like, OK, I see the modern take on it. But then it, it just dips right back into immediately like, it, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm like, I've heard I've heard this exact exact song before. And so it ends up feeling. Yeah, I think the fact too, like Jelani said that we've heard a lot of these singles before and that it's only 30 minutes, nine songs. So you don't even have a chance to really give it time to breathe before you're like oh i'm already done okay mm-hmm. i've already heard all of these kinds of things before and we already heard half of this you know it's funny jelani we were right before we started recording jelani made a point that like they didn't put any like uh like a modern take on like how you know soul and funk music of the 70s would address the you know 
uh, would address the times. And mm-hmm. apparently they had a song on here that was, you know, going to something that, that was a downer, essentially something that would address the times in that manner. And they took it off because they wanted to keep it kind of like short and sweet yeah. that way. And I'm of both ways of that, you know, because I like that this is this short because like it doesn't overstay its welcome for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but without any more diversity in the sounds, I think I would have gotten tired of it. So, and then, but like, as you mentioned, it doesn't give itself the opportunity to try new things by being so short. So, so you, you, you think you would appreciate it more if it had that diversity and was like a little bit longer of an album as well? If it had, yeah, yeah, if it had more diversity and was longer, sure. But if it was a lot of- the Same amount of time. And more yeah. of the same. Yeah, yeah, 12 yeah, no, tracks, sure. but now it's yeah. all, it's three more tracks of this. I'm not right. sure if yeah, I would, I still want to hear that song, but yeah, I don't think I would have appreciated it on this album, especially because then the ratio would be completely thrown off. Then I'd be like, what's going on? Like, imagine them making like some Gil Scott Haran kind of song. I'd be like, what is happening right now? Nah, you would definitely need a more, you would definitely need a longer <laughs> album to get that, get that shit off. You know what I mean? Like they definitely had an idea of what the through line or what the vibe of this album was going to be. And they stuck to it very well. And, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's Co- interesting. cocaine's different. That's why. That, I think that's what it comes <laughs> right. down to. They just had, they really had to they didn't do they didn't do the method musician yeah. thing. They didn't put themselves on the time where the right clothes ain't start hitting the nose candy. Yeah. They really had to get into that monster. And, and until these guys come down on a rocket ship, it's, they're not, it's not gonna hit, bro. It's not gonna hit. It's not gonna hit. I'm sorry. Hey, bro, I was reading something. I was reading an article from Wax Poetics and George Clayton was talking about how Rick James was coming up. And like one of the one of the um brides of funkadelic was like moving from being a bride to doing backup for rick james and he was like yeah man like i was just doing crack bro and i saw james do this thing i was like damn if i wasn't doing this that would be me right there and i was like yo <laughs> cocaine hell of a drug yo cocaine is a hell yo george like, clinton was yeah, yeah. they got a they got a full scent if they want to want to make a, a proper suicide no don't do that please guys damn. if you guys are listening don't oh do that God. yo just smoke imagine. weed or something ground on my feet in charlie murphy's concert <laughs> Dude, I, I got some more sense to that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet. Rick <laughs> James was on that stuff too. So you know what? If they do a second, if they do a follow up, either I would like this this project to be like a continue to be like a time capsule thing. Um, but I think honestly, I think they need more collaborators. I really think that would help too. That Thundercat feature should have hit harder. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, it should was, have been at the forefront. That really subdued point, like it's him that's just on bass that's what i'm I saying think, like i wanted ooh. to hear like how like thundercat gets all weird on his music i was expecting that when i saw the thundercat feature and i was like oh he's just doing what his job Dude, is and it's to play the bass and right you know what i mean yeah. which he's is a fine member. but right, it's right. just like saying your ass in the back yeah you know what i'm saying like don't put the thundercat feature if he's just gonna be the nigga on the bass bro you know what i mean right yeah that, yeah, that was a real real that, that was the real opportunity to like get outside and do something that's, that's like that's exactly what i was about to say like that would have been the perfect person to really like if you want to go out there and really like push the limit of what you're trying to do with this album thundercat would have been the perfect collaborator for that you know what i mean like yeah so it just sounds like very vanilla in that respect agreeing with what you guys were were saying it just sounds to me like a producer's album like it's n- like their their voices aren't the forefront it's just everything around it and their voices are kind of like 
planted on top of it. It doesn't seem like there's any sort of writing originality or there's any sort of um, charisma and personality that's coming from Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars specifically. It just seems like it's the band and well, they're just like. On is that it. because, like, we know them as characters already? Like, we know both Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack can play these, like. No, because I, like, I feel as though there's still an identity, but the, the, there's an identity amongst them both, but it's lost here. And a part of the reason is because they're just trying to replicate that sound so much that it just be, the whole thing just becomes a production as opposed to let's sit down and write a song because we have something to talk about. It's just, let's just pick a topic that would fit in the overall schemas of what we're trying to, um, you know, achieve here, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, this this kind of stuff too, I think, is less about like let's talk about something. This is more just like absolutely, it's not that deep. And like, yeah, I, yeah. let me preface it by saying that I enjoy the app. Like, I like it. I think it's a good album. Like, right? You know, I it's and that's what it is. It's like it's not supposed to be. It's not that deep. It's not supposed to be looked into or dived into. Like, you know, let's go through the lyrics with a fine comb. It's you know, it is what it is, and that's that's to its detriment and to its advantage like there is a sense of from the era that they're inspired by the songs that they're getting this ins inspiration from there was emotion and originality like there was you would listen to an isaac hayes song and there was pain like you could hear it but it sounded reminiscent it sounded like what these what anderson and pack and bruno are trying to do but the disconnect is from the emotion it's so in that in that respect it sounds like karaoke or like cover songs than it does like a collection of original music that's so harsh but i feel you yeah, i mean <laughs> like it's good the, it's a good cover it's just not right. they, original yeah, like you said it's like, fire yeah. it's, i get what you mean they're the done writing. really well like but i'm i'm just saying that it's also to its detriment yeah. Yeah. No. And for sure, for sure. I think that's. I think that's why the ballads in this album stand out the most because I think. Yeah. Anderson like Pack Fly is me is like one of the moments on this record. Where I'm just like, oh, there's Anderson Pack. <laughs> like, oh well, is. that's yeah, yeah. Well, Fly is me is when he's 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 rapping on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. You know what? You know what it is. Honestly, for me, like after last night and blast off are the best ones because like that that quote-unquote pain i don't know it just feels it gives like them that room i think also yeah. too the decisions yeah. of the songs that they made right like in the box that they're they're clearly in which is like 70s funk fun that's mm. cool but that's a very particular box where you're not going to be able to showcase your range of what you can do because you're only trying to make a fun sounding song so unless both of you guys are going to keep doing that for you know if there's only yeah like seven songs it's not really going to to have that effect but if they decided to do more diversity then we would be saying all right it sounds less of a karaoke and we actually get to see them channel through because that box is really really tight like it's as you were saying before or as john was saying before like it's so concise but it's 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 almost like 
it's it's hurting it how concise it is because it's not even a box it's like one line that they're they've given themselves like if it's not this just cut it all away i was gonna say that too that like the, the how brief it is it actually sounds like there's more to be desired and it i mean that's exactly what dre was saying earlier too where there's like there's this lack of range um but i enjoy like i don't know if anybody else caught this but like it sounds like an evening with Silk Sonic is supposed to take you through this love story where it's like, you know, meet, meet, like, go out, have fun, meet a girl, fall in love, like, have a one night stand, fall in love with her after the one night stand. <laughs> and then, you know, now, like, uh, and this is, um, this is indicative of after last night and then smoking out the window is like, the aftermath of that that's like oh I'm paying her rent yeah you know Amazon doing all these things Amazon. for her because like i'm in love with her and now she doesn't want me and now i'm like now i'm sad and now i'm alone and then that's where put on a smile kind of also contributes to that story and then 777 is like all right you know what i'm just gonna forget about that and just go out I guess and, maybe like, they did have a little live my life <laughs> yeah and then like skate nice. is like uh, i feel like <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> pretty much. I'm I back think, on my shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then Blast Off is like kind of all right. Well, now that we got through that, like let's just smoke and get. Was high. going to a skating <laughs> rink back then like the equivalent of like listening to Future now? Like that was toxic masculinity honestly, back then. Like, I'm about to fucking <laughs> get on honestly, these hoes on these four four wheels. I think I, so. Yeah. Honestly, said that yeah. to myself while I was listening to this, and I'm just like, is this like '70s future? Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm listening to like on smoking out the window. No, um, is it smoking out the window? Yeah, where Probably. Anderson Pack at the end of it, he's just like, you know, listen, boo. I wish you well, and I hope you get yeah, everything yeah, that yeah. you need. But I hope your trifling ass is walking right. barefoot in these streets. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like that's future line. <laughs> like, yeah. I that need is that peak seventies time. I needed that, but that was yeah. Very, yeah, be creative with it. Very We're too direct these days. It's it's funny. You, I think I'm backtracking a lot, but when you said like "flies me" is where Anderson pop, pops out. It's funny. On all of these songs, Anderson Pack is not credited as a producer. All of them are credited as Bruno Mars as a producer, with another producer by the name of Demille. Um, so this this clearly feels like if they were to do like a, you know, like a J Lib thing, if they were to actually like give equal weights to each one. I think that would be, and I think that's probably what people were expecting. But this is clearly uh, like a Bruno Mars album with Pac there, kind of hanging out doing his thing. Where it's not like you produce your tracks, I'll produce my tracks, and then we'll both. And work I will equally. say that when he pops out, when he does like show he his stands face, out. like it, yeah, it gets your attention. It's so much more. I glamorous. wouldn't mind if going forward. It's like Bruno handling more of like, all right, he takes the hooks, he does this. Like they each kind of start choosing, picking and selecting. All right, I'm better at this than you. So let's kind of, you know, take our strengths and really elevate it. Um, but just really quick, we're talking about like future collaborators. Why didn't they get Mark Ronson? Ooh, Interesting. That would have been tough. You know, like huh. if we're going to do the funk thing, really, really like, you know, grab it and. and yeah, because he is. Know. Yeah, that's his whole career. That's yeah. his whole sound 
Because it's like you said, it's there. there. Been a it's, lot of people he they could have. I know. I'm hoping if they do it too, like you guys Calvin are Harris saying, too. that would this it could really it. be. Yeah, it could really be. It makes sense. Like they really, you're like, okay, this probably could have happened a long time ago, and it would have been fine. Mm. You know what they should do? You can even treat OGs this, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should yeah. treat this like the like the, the Tony Allen record, like the way he just brings everybody. Yeah. they should bring the next they one. Do they that. should just have everybody come in. Who they just bang with and just make it something like that? That would be fun. Awesome, like low key on some like funk gorilla shit too. Like yeah. Yeah. gorillas just be bringing in a whole bunch of different collaborators right, that they know right. that would just sound good on that, that song. Hit so hard. Like, yeah, yeah, that would be fire. Like, imagine like like a fucking like a Conway verse on like a funk beat or some shit like that. <laughs> Listen, like, that was the Nationals, the Free was... Nationals. They had the, the yeah, they had the West true. Side Gun exactly, and that sounded good on that. So, yeah, bro, that is yeah. true random but speaking of what we were talking about right before this recording rory be getting his like r&b like a&r bag and he posted a snippet of conway rapping over this like r&b like instrumental sounded mm. fantastic so there's no reason why someone as big as bruno mars and as talented as anderson pack who's also big too can't tap whoever they want whether it's a rapper r&b yeah. singer country yeah. like they anybody both have reach yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, you know what, I, I think this is, I think all in all, this is a solid intro to the Silk Sonic, like, universe, but I think, yeah, Silk Sonic 2 or Silk Sonic 3, I would really, really love it if they fucking, like, flex their muscles and, like, get some more collaborators on like whether it's producing or uh, extra verse or something like that and then like like what fax and andre were saying like you know have it really be a collaborative effort and not just like bruno or anderson just at the helm of everything and like steering the direction like really have some like you know some cohesion you know what i mean because i think that would benefit them like a lot huh. ratings I'm going to give it a 6.5 just because I think the repetitiveness of it kind of drags it down and what we're talking about, the potentials of it, I have to kind of, you know, put it just above into that good threshold because I feel like, yeah, the potentials of it far outweigh what we actually end up getting, which not to say isn't enjoyable, but ultimately you're just kind of like, it's like eating a, a food that's good, but you're like, man, I really was hoping this shit was about to slap. And so you're like, all right, this satisfied me, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all that. You know what? Taking that into consideration, I will, I would say like a 7.5 for me. I was going to say eight, but I think 7.5 is, is accurate enough because I did enjoy everything that I heard, but after like really breaking down and like getting to the meat and potatoes of it, like i i do want more from them and i know we will most likely get that or or they can do that you know what i mean like these are two very talented artists that have a crazy range of all their talents and shit like that so like yeah 7.5 seems about right yeah i'm i'm i think i'm there with you jelani because i also wanted to give this album an eight mm -hmm. i feel like like for i feel like, and i this is what people have been saying in in reviewing the album too first listen this album is an eight and then as you sit with it a little bit more you get the point early on and i think that's what reverts it to a 7.5 along with what you said about like just having fun in the sense of like getting weird now like we know you can do that thing let's do that thing but like bring it up to speed with everyone else that's out here like doing really good stuff so um yeah i think the potential of the album does knock it down those pegs and and like the polish of it too 
is almost off-putting, which is so funny to say, like, we talk about, like, really good-sounding albums. This album sounds tight all around, but, like, to a point where you're just like, damn. And another another call back to one of these articles I read. They're like, yo, you'll hear this at Starbucks in a couple of weeks. Oh, like, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's, like, it's so they're not crazy. wrong. Whoa, it's not wrong. God. Yeah. And, it, and I don't, like, it doesn't mean to be mean, but, like. It's going to end up on somebody's playlist when you're at their house. I'm like, oh, what is this? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Some random Spotify. Yo, play this one of my at students. Every Sweet 16 and every wedding. Like, one of my students told me that he hadn't heard of Anderson Pack until Silk Sonic. And I was like, yo. How's that? He, it's, I, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the thing that's going to happen with this album, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because now he's the Bruno a, Mars he's, aspect. Yeah. Because Bruno Mars is 1000% a pop artist more than anything. He's yeah. a pop artist that'd be making funk music, but he's a pop artist. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So seven five, seven five. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Seven five for me too. Right. Yeah, pretty much everything you guys said. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like y'all got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. That was a quarter note. Thanks for tuning in. As always, follow us at the underscore quarter note on, on Instagram. Instagram. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you think. Also on Spotify as well. I'm GKS. I'm Jelani Carter. I'm Andre Doughty. I'm Fax Mercury. Peace and prosperity. You jive ass turkeys. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs>